0: it's about boss. it's about who we are as a team, we as a team. We're an aggressive team, we're a
3: team that is brave to play, we are brave to play football. Almada
4: and
0: Atlanta flying out of halftime. Almada wide now. Rips it in and yes! And Almada taking Atlanta all the way to the postseason potentially tonight. What do you need to say to Walsh? Three.
1: MLS season previews roll on. Today we are focusing on Atlanta United. They finished sixth in the Eastern Conference last year and then lost in the playoffs to the eventual MLS Cup champions in Columbus, losing both of the away matches but won 4-2 at home. One of the bright spots of the season, though, for them was Giorgos Giacomakis, who was named the MLS newcomer of the year. He tallied 19 goals. I caught up with him at MLS Media Day last month. Here is that conversation. Well, I want to congratulate you on uh, an incredible first season in, in MLS. Newcomer of the Year. You already beat Messi for <laughs> Come on. a trophy. You uh, did. I mean, Newcomer of the Year. Who was ha- also I'm, up for it.
3: I'm happy, but uh, I know I could do way better than what I did last year. But as about the first season in a different league, I think I did okay. And uh, I cannot say I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy about my last season, but I know I can do better.
1: I mean, you were scoring goals at, at an incredible rate, and it feels like you know. Had you not had some some injury issues, you more than likely would have yeah. ran away with that with that golden boot. Do you it's, kind of feel it's like it's the
3: injuries, it's the penalty, that I didn't have the PKs.
1: No PKs.
3: No PKs at Real all. Real goals. Yeah, so I think I would. Yeah, I would. I would, I would win this title. Uh, to be honest, I I was a bit. Sad two, uh, two months ago that didn't win the the, the title uh, the golden boot, but uh, it lasts for one two days.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Nothing more. Not I didn't even think about that.
1: But now you have a hopefully a full season of now football. after the, this day.
3: My motivation is on again, <laughs> and uh, you know the target is, is still the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you surprised at how your game? Was so suited to to MLS and how much success you were able to have, you know, pretty much right out of the gate with this team. Because sometimes there's a there's a bit of a transition when you're coming from yeah. from different leagues.
3: To be honest, I don't know what's what's a characteristic that helps me to adjust e- easy in a new league. But wherever I went, I never had this adjustment problem. This one was different because you changed the <laughs> from the one side of the world, you go to the another side. You didn't stay in Europe. Um, but still, I think the people from the team really helped me a lot. The fans helped me a lot. They showed me from the first games that they, they really appreciate me as a player. I, I think also the style, the play style of mine is something that really helps me to adjust. I'm a physical player and this is a physical league. So I think it's something that really helps me to, to help me to adjust.
1: How has being in Atlanta, playing in that city, playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium um, and playing for that club, do you feel like that that has kind of reignited the joy that that maybe you were missing a little bit?
3: It wasn't about the joy exactly, because whenever I played uh, for Celtic, maybe had some issues with uh, maybe the director of the team or maybe the manager of the team. But I never lost my joy playing for this club because the fans were really loving me. I lost the, the joy of feeling the confidence on my, on my face, uh, of, on, on me, from the team, from the manager, from the director, from these kind of people that I missed it a lot in Celtic. Now here I feel that they really uh, trust me, they really feel that they have something important in their hands and uh, by having this feeling I can tell that my motivation is bigger and I can achieve great things. I'm really grateful for playing for Atlanta.
1: What is it that's gonna take this team back up to the top of the Eastern Conference standings and competing for for MLS Cup?
3: You know, if you wanna achieve great things and win some titles, it's a mix, a combination of many people uh, of good work and many, many things, many situations to go well. So first of all is to bring the right players you need some quality in order to achieve great things. And also, it's not enough. Then you have the manager to make them work as a unit. And then when we become from individuals a unit, then we can achieve great things. It's many things that they have to to go well. And uh, as I said, it starts from the players, individuals, and you can end up with a trophy.
1: 19 goals for him last season. He's going to be a big part for Atlanta United if they are to kind of get back to the glory that they once had. I mean, they came into this league absolutely flying. They made it to the playoffs in their first season in 2017 and then ended up winning MLS Cup in 2018. And since then, the last time they won trophies was in 2019, when they won the U.S. Open Cup and then they won, I believe, the Campiones Cup, it was when Frank DeBoer was still the manager. I remember that. Wow. I know. Wild, wild, wild. wild. But but gone are the days of, of Tata Martino and Joseph Martinez and Miguel Almiron, and it feels like it has been... A struggle for them to kind of find their identity again once the, those first three seasons were were in the books, and so for for Atlanta United, I think it's a matter. I, he Georgos kind of mentioned it. It's about getting the the right players in, and they had they had streaks last year where they were really successful in scoring a lot of goals, and then it would just be they'd fall completely flat. So I I don't know. They're, they're one of these teams with a big question mark for me. I just don't know because they have, they have moments and they've got players like Giacomo Kiss who are difference makers, but it's just a matter of being consistent and coming together. And it'll be very interesting to
4: see. And I'm also worried that their two best players might miss several games Ooh. throughout the season. Thiago Almada, mm-hmm. he put Argentina, the U23s mm-hmm. on their back less than a week ago to take them to qualify them to the Olympics in 2024. Yeah. And Greece with Yorgos Yakumakis are this close away, two games away from qualifying to the Euros. They're in the playoffs that started in, in March. So if you're losing Yakumakis to the Euros, if you're losing Thiago Almada to the international window that's coming up, but then either Copa America or the Olympics, You're gonna have to pick up very important results through a, a, a meaty part of the summer where, you know, that could be the difference maker in the end if you make playoffs yeah. or, or, or not.
0: This is not a new MLS issue, though. They're playing through the international windows, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, almost like leaving your iPad on.
4: <laughs> it doesn't turn you know, it doesn't, I swear, it doesn't have an on-off Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I agree with you. It's something that MLS needs to figure out. Uh, there's a couple issues MLS are having, but uh, when it comes to this team, and and, and, Suze, we talked about this, and, and, and Nico, and I know you were here for some of those episodes. Every time we talked about Atlanta United, we never knew which team was going to show up. Exactly. Was it the one that's going to win 4-0 or is it the one that's going to lose 2-0? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's absolutely frustrating. I looked at some of the numbers. Um, they finished. They had an XG last year. Mm-hmm. A, you know, uh, cumulative. XG, yeah. cumulative of uh, a Cumulative of 53.6. <laughs> They scored 72 goals. That's almost a, po- a plus 20. Mm-hmm. That's a massive gap. To give you an example, <laughs> Columbus Crew, who ends up winning and were offensively incredible all season, they had an ex- unexpected goals of 71.9, so say 72. They scored 82. That's a plus of 10. So it just goes to show how much better they were in front of the goal, how much more they they, they made those shots count, how much better they were at making those passes and putting Yakimakis and some of these other people in just really good positions to score. Mm. Is that something you can keep going? Hmm. Defensively, they were really, really bad. They were 26 in interceptions. They and were 26 with 1.6 goals conceded.
2: To your point, now you pick up Gregerson, you've picked up Bartosz, uh Sleaze. Sle- I'm going to butcher his last name. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I think it is Sle- Sleash Sleash. from Warsaw. Right, from uh-huh. Warsaw. Yeah. And then you pick up Dax McCarty, which is a, a bit of veteran DM energy. Good for training, but, um, you, can, but you
0: depend on him all year. But, mm-hmm.
2: but you also lose mm-hmm. I, mean, I do think the that he's line. pretty rock solid. Right, and you do lose him, but then you have Gregerson sliding in there which you have a a new face Um, to Nico's point you know when you lose some of those players that are integral to your success in March like is this going to be what makes up the difference in the long run like yes it might plug a few holes that were leaking last season where they had problems with the defense but where is your firepower
0: I think the consistency is going to be a big issue can you can you build on a previous win I mean, we're looking at some of the players that they've they've lost here.
1: I mean, look at Robinson, Sosa, and Ibarro. Those are those are mm-hmm. big,
2: big Huge. losses down the spine of that mm-hmm. of that team. Even so, um,
4: Rosero, absolutely. I
2: think though too is like when you look at Atlanta, just their trajectory, even with their entrance into MLS, they came in so hot that they the saw success or so high. So, right, it's very hard to come off that cliff 100. and replicate that statistically. Irrespective of who you are, but especially when you're bringing in players that you're going to have missing for gaps. And- I think too, like,
1: Gonzalo Pineda is probably going to be one of those coaches that are under a huge amount of pressure early on hmm. to start the season. He's, in the, final, he's in the final year of his of his contract, and I think that. The expectations are incredibly high for for this club. If they don't make top four, if they don't get a a home playoff game, that is not a successful season. And they need to win. Wow. S- they need to win trophies.
4: It's high expectations. I, it, um, I, they they
1: established that themselves. They had and to Martino
0: uh, to start. Look yeah. at that it was stadium. High flying. They're getting to the point now where if they don't if they don't win something in the next year or two, when fans start talking about like how high-flying they were in 2018, 2019, they're going to sound like, back in my day. Uh, that much of a gap. Right. Oh, oh. And you
2: know what? You have to shout out Atlanta United's fan base because they really Incredible. came out in droves. Like, they are some of the most passionate people I have seen across oh, yeah. MLS. And with that, I think the expectations and, and the heat, the temperature rises a lot more.
4: <sighs> I, I feel like Loggerway and Boca Negra, they need to visualize not only this season, but the future going forward oh, yeah. because what are you going to do post Pineda? What are you going to do post-Tiago Almada also? which and, and that could be the summer. Tiago Almada has been flirting with exits. If we've been talking about it for so, a year. Yeah, but it's, they're it's, going it's, have money to spend that but after that. It's, it's a, that's a lot on, on the sporting direction moving forward. Yep,
1: yep. Ooh, I can't wait for MLS to start, guys. Less than a week? Less than a week. Yeah. Yes, kicks off next Wednesday. Oof, and our, they'll be Miami coming in in
0: against the Columbus Crew.